Wow, it just yelled at me. It said, recording in progress. That's new. Oh, jeez. <laughs> did you hear it? Did you hear it yell at Yeah, you? it did. It actually popped up. You were consenting to being recorded. <laughs> that's new. So wow. That's a, I mean, it's a good thing. It's actually like Zoom, I know, is having like a lot of weird security things going on with it. So it's actually good that they're kind of taking care of people and not letting people like secretly record each other. <laughs> right. I guess so. And and also not let like random like terrorist in to listen to the conversation or something. Yeah. You, no, you never know. Definitely. You never There's know. Several I'm, people they're protecting there. I mean, you're you're a bond girl, right? So you fight terrorism terrorism, right? Yeah, I know. We got to be careful about the secrets right? that I let out. The secrets. <laughs> uh, we should introduce because people are listening to this right now going, who's that? What's that? Chris it sounds different today. It's not Chris. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he's a little bit of a wimp and he can't seem to get enough time from going to beer gardens and Adirondacks to come on to the show this week. So we got someone much, much uh, more interesting to listen to. Janelle Megan. She is uh, wanting to tell us about yourself. I mean, I can go on and on and on, but what what do you want the people out there? The, the lots of people. There's a lot of people listening to this. I felt like five wow, now you're making me making me nervous. I'm um, like surprised. Like, but what do you want to tell these thousands of people from all over the world? There's thousands, thousands. <laughs> Who cares? I'm shocked. Uh, I'm gonna pretend that it's just me and you. I'm not even gonna think about these thousands of people listening. Right. It's um, like some guy on the street. That's it. Yeah, no, exactly. It's just, <laughs> it's just me and you in a, in a coffee that, shop right now. No, I'm not it. even, <laughs> there's no audience. Because if no I think audience. of the audience, I'll get a little nervous. You're, you're an actress. That's one of the things you're about to tell us. You're an actress. How can you not yes. think of the audience? Yeah, but it's different. I know everyone says that, but it's like, it's different when you're performing and when you're a character than when you're just like showing oh, up as right. yourself. Right, because a character can be nervous and you don't have to worry about it. But this exactly. is you. Exactly. And also like a character can you know you can judge a character any but i have played some awful characters and i don't right. care if you judge them because there's an a detachment to that Absolutely. but if you judge me there's it's just me oh uh, well don't worry it's just you today and um you're not in character so nobody be judging you the, the eighty thousand people <laughs> listening today okay sorry i didn't mean i didn't give a number nobody gave a number i didn't say anything tell us about <laughs> tell us about yourself Sure, absolutely. Um, I'm Janelle Megan. I'm an actor, writer, producer. Um, I also do some fashion and travel blogging as well. I'm probably best known for my work on Into the Outbreak and Eclipse. They're two films that are on Amazon Prime. Um, and I am just very happy to be here. Thank you. I'm happy to be here too with you. We've been talking about working on a project for like two years now. I know. It's pa damn pandemic. <laughs> What is up with this pandemic? This is unacceptable. It'll happen though. It'll you know, happen though. It, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But it, one of the things, the subject, we're going to come up with a really cool subject in the middle of this, pull a line that we say randomly, and that will be the subject. But generally speaking, we're going to talk about women in film, which is a huge, huge subject. And I'm not Oprah. I mean, I'm not going to new car today. And I don't have that kind of pull. So I'm, I don't really, and I'm not a woman. There's a problem. Mm -hmm. I, I have a feminine side, but I don't really release that on the show. But we really want to talk about women in film, especially if you're trying to break into the business of, of the creative realm. It could be film, it can be podcasting, could you have a podcast? Cause and creation, right? Yes, cause and creation. With your co-host, is your co-host name Megan? 
Yes, Megan and Martin. Your, and your last name is Megan. Yes. Janelle. Wow. It's like Janelle, <laughs> Megan, Megan Martin. <laughs> that's when we cool. first said to make our commercial um, for the network for the podcast. That was one of the things that we had. We were like, that's too many Megans. <laughs> that's a lot of Megans. Double Megan. Double Mint. Um, yeah, I just realized that, you know, Megan, Megan Martin. It's kind of like yeah. the Megans. They have a great show. It's actually really good because I did a show on creativity years ago called the Need Creative Show. And uh, it became really, really big. And then I sold it. I gave it away to a guy who now runs it as the Go Creative Show. And he made it huge because he basically, um, I recommend you all listen to it. He, he, he interviews all Hollywood uh, below the line talent. So directors and Oscar winners. And I mean, literally, he's interviewed everybody. If they've done something, they've been on his show. It's kind of amazing. Wow. Yeah, all you do is that he asked me in the because I got people on too. I got Shane Hurlbert and he he did um um he was most famous for it. We didn't talk about it on the show, being the guy that Christian Bale chewed out on set for the lights or something during uh, Terminator oh. Salvation. Um but he's done We Are Marshall and many other films. And uh I had uh Rodney Charters on who filmed twenty four. The first one and also mm -hmm. uh, the um was the original dp on nashville uh the tv show and a bunch of other things and i had a bunch of people all i did was ask them shit i just yeah. went to their publicist and like can you be on my show and I'm like sure well, that's i mean that's honestly the secret to everything and mm. what i'm learning is people are so much nicer than you think they'll be for the most part i mean like it's just you just have to ask and usually people want to help I've had the same right? experience with, with, my, with my podcast as well, of just like reaching out to people and being like, oh, wait, you actually do want to come on? That's amazing. And they're like, yeah, of course. Just ask. That's the first. Maybe that's the name of the title of this episode. Just ask. Mm -hmm. Just ask. But uh, before we go on, tell, tell me a little bit about, tell all these 80,000 people. Uh, Stop no, it's just us. It's just, I'm freaking out now. I'm freaking out. Um, <laughs> Pretend you said like eight. That's fine. It's eight. It's eight. <laughs> it's just you and me and the whole and entire city of Boston listening. But <laughs> the entire city of Boston. God, stage fright. Oh my gosh. Tell me uh, how do you how you guys got into the show and and kind of what it's what it's about because we want to get all those people listening to your show and I don't have to worry about them listening to mine. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, so it's called Cause and Creation. Um, we basically interview different types of artists, everything from, you know, Broadway composers to video game designers to actors, filmmakers, really on anything that they're doing that's sort of disrupting the industry or kind of, you know, doing something a little unique. Um, and we like to talk about what is inspiring them creatively, as well as why they're working on the projects they work on. So not just, you know, kind of we try to avoid really massive like pitch dumps we call them like we don't want you to come right. on and pitch your project we want to know why you made the project and yes. what was the creative product like creative process of like, actually making it i love that because you get to the, uh, the the real creative authenticity about why people do what they do mm -hmm. you know and 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 what drives them yeah and i think uh, there one thing that i've noticed from doing the sh the, the podcast for you know a few months now is that there's so many similarities between all different types of creatives like the same experiences can be learned from a award-winning composer that can be learned from a video game designer 
or an actor or something like that. Like all of the creative experience is one that is so similar. And I don't think that's something that gets talked about enough. No, it's kind of like universal. In my previous show, we kind of covered filmmaking and video and that kind of realm and some music too. My co-host at the time is a musician, but that was it. Cause it was like, well, that's the thing, but it's really creativity is kind of everywhere. And you had a burlesque dancer on there and a bunch of really interesting people. And it kind of like you're tying it all together. And I love that because it's all about being human. Yeah, absolutely. Being human, being beautifully. This microphone really does make me sound much better than I sound in reality. <laughs> you are a beautiful human, right? right? It's just people pay you. <laughs> it's a very relaxing like, podcast oh, yeah. voice for sure. I'm going to do an episode just designed to put people to sleep. I'm going to do or that. Just do like a pure, like do like a guided meditation or something. Yes. Yes. Have you heard of um, um, Bedtime Magic show on its radio, terrestrial radio here in Boston on Magic 106.7? You're from, not from here. So no. but have you heard it? No, what is it? So it's a, it's been on forever and it's basically like, you know, slow, easy listening, like, you know, just like yacht rock and stuff play late at night to help people go to bed. And there's a man, David Allen Boucher is the DJ's name. Nobody knows what he looks like. He's never revealed himself. And he talks in a way to put everybody to sleep with long mm -hmm. pregnant pauses. He'll say, it'll be like this. Bedtime magic, David Allen Boucher. And now <laughs> you're already falling asleep. Some Sarah wants to send a, a memory to, to John. This is weekend in New England, but very mellow at time magic. It just puts you to sleep. It's, it's both like putting you to sleep, but also like kind of like on the edge of your seat. Like you're listening to like this really intelligent person, like say like a really long monologue. And it's like going to yeah. at the end of it, maybe tell you the meaning of life. So you better listen really, really, really you better, closely. Like, there's a nugget about to be like around. the anticipation is what's like, oh, wait, it makes everything sound very important. That's why I named the company Anticipate Media. There you go. Wow. <laughs> just figured it all out. Tied it all in. Tied it all in. Genius. So Janelle and I have been working on this kind of get to get to the subject because we'll talk, but you'll have to have you on the show multiple times. We'll have to have like a cross pollination or something and just talk about shit forever. Yeah, I'm down. Um, I don't remember even how I, I think I found you through Instagram. I don't remember. I was following I was a lot of like, too, what the yeah. hell happened? I don't know. Cause I very carefully curate who I keep on my Instagram, my, my uh, private one. Anyway, the private one and the public one. And if you know the public one, great. Follow us, please anticipate underscore media on Instagram. If you don't know the private one. Good. <laughs> there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. I love you though. I love you. The one that's upset that you don't know my private. Instagram. It's all the same. I just take out the pictures of my kid. Anyway, so I found Janelle. I was following a lot of people at the time um, that I didn't know to like build up my uh, my like networking, and then I cut most of them away. Um, but I still keep in touch with some, and I keep in touch with you. And eventually, we get this idea to make a script, it's like a short film. Um, and I built it. I wrote the script, and I ran it past you, and I ran it past a. a, a uh, I basically could call them a Hollywood caliber. They were on the short list for the Academy of Arts and Sciences, like screenwriting competition. 
and uh and as a woman as well and i ran it past her and she said uh she had a lot of notes on it so initially it was supposed to be a story kind of inspired by lost in translation sofia coppola an older man a younger woman and um you know like they get together but do they have a romantic relationship do they not is it father and daughter it's all really complex and that that movie was brilliant because you never actually know you never find you don't know you don't know what happened and if they did do something together it's not that's not the point of the story and i don't think they did in that movie i don't i'm pretty sure they didn't um but this film was like i'm gonna do a story about um uh like sugar daddies and sugar babies and this whole like power dynamic of like rich men uh, trying to like use their power to 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 get younger women and then younger women using their kind of power to kind of get money and things from the men and then through that process everything changes because they it, it, they realize that both of them have really deep backgrounds that have guided them to this place and i was like this is brilliant this is this is oscar winning general's gonna be amazing but then i thought about it i thought about it recently i'm like yeah but it's a little tropey and i and and what i really i want a really strong female character the character is she's like a behavioral research fellow and i don't want to give too much of the story away especially because it's changing and you're helping me rewrite it and you didn't even know that um, <laughs> but it starts off to the viewer like it's very transactional and shallow but what we find out is that people are kind of deeply scarred and they're also transcendently beautiful and what starts off the way they meet is she wants to learn about how successful people become successful and but this you know male female older younger dynamic and very quickly this kind of you know curiosity about about this you know behavioral research that she has and his kind of man being a man you know men um it all crumbles as they learn about each other in, in much bigger ways and they start to kind of dive into humanity together and, and maybe the research and this i haven't gotten that far yet but i want the actual lead character to be the woman and she doesn't save him there's no like saving going on but it's more like you know what I want to really dive into what makes a woman strong and it's under the surface. It's not necessarily her beauty and her grace, but that's part of it, but that's not the strength is much bigger than that. And I'm, and I'm happy you're on the show because there's about 45 women right now that are going, Oh boy, here he goes. He's going to mansplain. Here we go. I get yelled at once. You're trying to mansplain. Tell me how to live my life. So I, I, I want to make the, the character really, really rich, and I kind of want to make her very strong. But before we get to that, that's kind of how we met. I would love to hear a true and authentic um, kind of a mini, mini little expose of your experiences and trying to get parts and films and the kind of scripts that you get and what is good and what you think needs to change in, in the entertainment business. You know, especially, uh, you know, uh, you know, at, at uh, the not Hollywood level, the indie level, which eventually leads there, maybe, maybe not, maybe it's Netflix, there's a lot more 
avenues for people to make content now and still get a lot of eyeballs on them because of the internet love the internet it's awesome so what's been your journey and then we'll kind of come back around to that at the end uh you know what we're going to do with this piece to make it i think a lot more authentic and a lot less tropey yeah definitely so this is something that is very very close to my heart because i i truly believe that having a stronger female character makes the film better at the end of the day it makes the characters more dyna dynamic it makes the story more compelling it's great for everybody involved yet i constantly see these really cliche one-dimensional characters where the focus is either on the female's sexuality or um on kind of you know she's either going to be there just to serve the the main character in his journey mm. like it's not about her in any sort of way which i do understand you know there's the supporting character is there to support but there's a difference between that and you know creating a person because that's what you're doing when you create a character you're trying to make a person a someone who is three-dimensional with as much history and background as possible and having them just be there for this one person and exist just to support the main character as a love interest usually is just it's a to me it's very lazy writing and one of the things that constantly frustrates me is it's something that i see very often especially in independent filmmaking where there are a lot of opportunities to you know add these dynamics to the story you know to make the female have more to her that meets the eye so to speak um yeah. and they're just simply not taken out of laziness a lot of the times like and then there's also you know the alternative side sometimes where i also see even i see another thing that's often and i don't want to just call out male writers because i think female writers can do this as well it's just sure. i'm just going to sum it up as just lazy writing is you do create this strong female character but then she doesn't have vulnerability she doesn't have she's just kind of like a sexy you know femme fatale kind of yep, yep. character so there's the two sides of sides of it that i see very very often you know as i'm auditioning and that type of thing well we're gonna we're gonna change it all up that's what we're gonna do definitely <laughs> we're gonna change it up because i think um i think when I, I'm not, I, I was going to say, I'm going to carefully use my, I'm not going to carefully use my word because every, everybody's gone through these different things. Like what makes an authentic person, the character is, is, a, is, a, is a made up person, right? Like what makes, or, or Toy Story, it's a toy, but it's still like personified. What makes an authentic person is you, the seen and the unseen kind of combined together, right? So to ignore the traits of uh gender uh in society of looks uh, of sexuality of things that define a man and a woman in like the biological sense is is not authentic because like then you're you're ignoring the fact that a woman is a woman and she is nurturing and she's beautiful and she's and a man is like he carries logs and you know and and he he's nurturing in a different way and but that's that that stereotypical kind of sexist approach in and of itself uh that's what i see a lot of you see a lot you see a lot of scripts you see a lot of tv shows even stuff on like the disney channel which it just speaks to like the populace's most basic 
needs mm-hmm. of like basic and that's fine if y'all want to be basic and just watch like soap opera shit and it's fine it's good it's fine fine you know to have a an escape but when you really want to start examining and give give proper uh credence and weight to humanity which is both equal men and women and and then and then there's a whole subset of people like what's gender and gender fluidity and 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 how people identify themselves like we really shouldn't use someone we should acknowledge it and nod to it and and really come to you know even celebrate the differences between men and women but we need to look a lot deeper than that and what makes the strength of a woman and not yeah i love how you said like the femme fatale like she's strong because she beats people up and she's got guns and you know like mr and mrs smith like angelina jolie like you know she's badass cool you know but that's almost taking the 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 trope and just kind of twisting it like yeah that's that's what i've seen happen is they kind of have the token badass quote-unquote female character now and they're like oh i did my job (laughs) there's female representation (laughs) it's like no you're missing like their point was there you saw the point and you went right past it (laughs) right it's like yeah you 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 represented another one of your fantasies like um so i want to make a film i want our to make i want our film to be a a character where she is um strong yet vulnerable she's a woman um yet she's a human and that we start off with all the glossy assumption right that this is all just like oh it's like girl and guy and she's using him and he's using her but that quickly goes away and to find out that there's a lot more going on there Mm -hmm. um which which in the original script it was like well uh the character i forget the character's name i i think it was a violet or something i'll say violet for now like violet had like came from like a southern background like or half southern where she had this like and i'm already diving into like i was um tropes again because i was um southern charm i was uh it was like an homage to the the woman who's like go get me my medicine she just likes to drink remember you've ever seen that show? yes i know what you're talking about right like I, I was like i could that's the grandmother basically like oh go get go get me my medicine and like you need to learn how to treat men like they need to be treated like little puppies mm-hmm. you know and so that's her grandmother and her mother kind of suffered so violet's mom suffered through this a lot because it's all like a cover for how to protect themselves and, and, and not face the realities of how they grew up it's all familiar right it all goes down the line so then violet um we didn't address this in the original script but she's she's gonna have like a real successful like brainiac dad mm. um who wasn't really rich but he's like a researcher and that's where she gets her interest in in science and and and, and so forth and so on but that's caused a lot of conflict in her life because her mom is is very like you know surface and use your sexuality as power she was hurt by her ex-husband or something like that and the dad is very mercurial and very science-based but he's not warm because he's all about the facts and mm-hmm. the figure facts are your friends Violet. you know 
very well spoken debonair but like distant kind of like my dad i hope he doesn't listen to this right now <laughs> i love him he's very warm i'm just kidding um but he is like he is very debonair and then she meets this man who who looks like he's got his shit together and he's not going to be rich i don't think he should be rich because that's like the hollywood stupid but you know he'll be you know like uh some like a you don't know in our original script which was like a movement we don't know but he'll be someone that's pretty intelligent maybe he's a creative maybe he's a film i don't know he's a musician I, maybe he's just you don't know and he what looks like a transactional experience becomes like they both help rip open each other's souls to help face what they've gone through together almost like therapy but it's not therapy it's like a shared experience through lots of conversation and and lots of talking really um to where they finally kind of break through and through helping each other realize how really how they became who they were mm. and celebrating the beauty of the brokenness Maybe that's the title mm, i like that right i like that a lot and so they're equals um but from different stages and it's about like a man can be a strong nurturing man and still be vulnerable and broken and not need to be fixed but he like he masters himself by looking inward and she does the same thing for her but they 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 lost without each other kind of connecting the dots to help them do that mm -hmm. you know what no, I, mean? Definitely. I mean it sounds like it's it always to me everything always comes back to like almost like these base human needs and human instincts because at the end of the day we're all animals and it seems to me like yeah it's exploring the fact that we we only have so much control over what we sort of end up like and it's there's you know once you have a self-awareness for it then you can start to work on it and so on therapy and so forth but for the most part we are doing a lot of things instinctually and i think to see two characters kind of explore that and then kind of make the discovery together that's like oh it doesn't have to be this way i'm kind of in control more than i realize i think is going to be a really interesting story right and you're going to help me write it because i <laughs> i kind of just came up with that and right. i'll write it right but but you can help write it and that that will be it it's kind of like a guiding light where we uh do everything i just talked about and in the end i want everybody crying when they want them to cry i want people to really think deep of what it, what it means mm -hmm. to be human and like what it means to love and what it means to be a woman and a man and 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 you know i hear a lot of people say like uh you know i want a man like they're dating right i want a man I don't want to, I don't want a fuck boy. I want a man. And I was like, okay, oh, cool. what's a man? You know, someone that knows what they're doing in life and has their shit together and has a purpose. And, uh, they're, you know, but they're strong. Doesn't, sorry, Trump, but that doesn't necessarily even mean, and this goes for both men and women that they, just because someone has their shit together, doesn't mean that they're going to be a good partner. Like, <laughs> Oh, I know. <laughs> like, I'm just putting that out there that, I think that's a huge oh, misconception yeah. um, in dating. Is right? If someone has their life together, that doesn't mean that they've done the emotional work. That doesn't mean they're emotionally, you know, there's, there's, it's so easy, I think, to look like you have your life exactly. together. I'm happy you said that. It's kind of you read my mind. Um, I, cause I, I talked to my therapist. Everybody should go to therapy. I go to therapy every week. I'm very proud of 10 years. Um, cause why might, should my friends listen to my shit? I pay someone to do it and it's awesome. <laughs> 
anyway, when we were talking about just that precise thing, it's also kind of portion. It's part of the script. You know, she's like, I got, got her shit together, you know, a behavioral fellow for Harvard or whatever. And he, he seems to be very successful in whatever job we give him. But that it doesn't mean anything. My therapist said, um, I was talking about like, well, people that have their act together, like they're, they're, uh, you know, they're bankers or they're scientists or they're, they're professors or like really like in their seemingly esteemed positions. I go, how can these people have any problems? And she said, well, that doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. So they're really good at books and they're good at like what they do. Like a carpenter is good at building a house. Doesn't mean he's good at building himself. Absolutely. You know, and uh, we're human beings and we all have flaws and, and sometimes that can get to the best of us. And I find that fascinating that, uh, yeah, someone that has their shit together doesn't necessarily have themselves together. Right. And it's not a judgment. So in so far as it's like the recognition of, of that's one of the reasons we do this podcast is to kind of help people. Like it's kind of like Tony Robbins without all the, all the fire walking and cool, really like excited voice, personal power. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I met him once, not like face to face, but I went to one of his things like years ago and I was so into it. I came back with the books. I was ready to walk on the coals and I was all into oh, it. And wow. I forgot about it in a week. Yeah. Very, very dynamic individual. I mean, just the energy um, that was so infectious. I've seen videos and. Oh my, it's insane. And the guys, I've never seen it. Like he's in it. And a lot of it was good. You know, I think he's gotten into hot water occasionally, but who hasn't? Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing made I don't think anything like really bad came out of it, but it's about personal power it really is so um so often in film women are not given positions of of like personal power or they are they go in the other direction and it's all about like this is what i was alluding to earlier all about personal power it's all about being strong and it's all about being like boss lady but not acknowledging the, the, the girl inside, you know, mm-hmm. the, hum, the, the basic animal, human animal that we all are, you animal, <laughs> <laughs> you're all a bunch of filthy animals. Mm-hmm. I, and I think recognizing that gets you uh, 50% of the way to understanding yourself. So that's what we're going to try to do in our, um, in our film. And I think that's why that's why I kind of like got in touch with you. And as I've gotten to know you, you're very deep. You're a very deep individual, like really deep. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and you that makes you able to really, uh, I think, we'll be able to really take these characters, this character, Violet, and if that's what we can calling her, um, something related to a flower. I don't know why. There's a whole story behind that. It's not the show, but um, to really give her gravity and. And then you can help me give the the, the, the the guy gravity too, because I want it. I want people to really think about what it means to be human. Absolutely. Yeah. And right? I think the way that you do that, that is by just fleshing out as real people as possible and being almost unapologetic on every side of them and their flaws and, and everything that makes up that. Right. But here's the problem. How do we make that entertaining? Oh, I think right. So people want to be entertained. I think 
that's entertaining. I think if it's real and it's raw and it's true, it might make people uncomfortable, but that's also a good thing sometimes. Mm. You know, like I think it kind of goes back to the argument of like, does art need to be good to be entertaining? Like, does it need to make you feel good in order to be entertaining? And I don't think that's the case with everything. There are a lot of films out there that people watch that they probably don't feel great <laughs> after watching them a lot. And it's because it just made them feel something. I think that's what art's about. It's more mm, about oh, the so like cathartic good. feeling of just, I'm alive. This is a real emotion I'm having. This is a real experience. Like that's the goal. Wow. I, that's that, you know, a movie I thought was uh, along those lines was absolutely, absolutely authentic and brilliant. Brilliant was the wrestler mm. with Mickey Rourke. I mean, that, that he was that character. And I, 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 I look through all the movies I've ever seen and, and things I've watched like, wow, that was legit. It felt a hundred percent real in every manner, mm -hmm. every, every way. And it used the entertainment of like the wrestling, you know, as like the vehicle, but like, it was really, really, really deep really deep and 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 the beauty and especially the beauty of it the music and the way they filmed it and the sound effects which everybody ignores doesn't think is so important um really brought you into the character and highly recommend if you all you all watch that yeah i haven't seen it so i'll definitely be checking it out because i trust, you haven't seen I trust it. i'm done with you <laughs> i don't watch this is my this is one of my secrets is i don't watch a lot of movies i'm kind of bad at watching movies um i rather just revisit like my old favorites a lot of the times i like tv shows i'd rather binge like six seasons of a really good show than watch a one-hour movie i don't know why <laughs> the sackle which you got me into <laughs> yes. the sackle yes. <laughs> that's one of the characters on it i don't know what happens so it'll ruin it for me <laughs> I won't. no spoilers or, or you could use right or you could use the line i use like I don't watch i don't watch films i make them oh i like that i like that <laughs> some pretentious, yeah, pretentious for sure but right, I'll, I'll right. Uh -huh. i don't know if i could say <laughs> yeah. it with a straight face i don't know if i could say it like you just said it <laughs> i i say it and then i get a look and i go and they some people are like well yeah of course yeah yeah i'm like I'm <laughs> i mean i i don't like to watch a lot of tv but because i'm busy making it of course nobody's buying it that's not true no, I have, but, I have realized um, yeah. recently, though, how it is important to actually watch things because you can learn from a lot. Like, yes. um, you know, we did an episode on my podcast um, of all the Oscar movies and getting to actually watch all the Oscar movies and kind of see what is, for lack of a better word, trending right now and kind of writing mm -hmm. styles and cinematography and that type of thing. And you can learn a lot from watching. So I am trying to get a little bit better. That's true. And I should be, I should be better. I watched the wrestler. Um, cause I, ha like you, I haven't seen a lot. Uh, I mean, I have watched a lot of films, but I typically don't watch a lot of TV mm -hmm. because I really am. I actually am busy making it. I really am, but it's not like high TV or anything. I've been editing so much. Want to throw my computer out the window. Um, but I'm really thankful to my clients. So thank you. I love you so much. Just editing is just tedious. Um, we're round, rounded the bend though. We're working like, 14, 15 different little three minute pieces and like a 20 minute piece. And oh, wow. it's all like cinematic training. And you know, I'm trying to, though. I'm perfectionist. It's, it is exciting. This stuff is going to save people's lives. 
but it's not the kind of stuff I really want to work on, which is what we work mm-hmm. on. Does art need to be feel good to be entertaining? No. Um, the wrestler is not a feel good movie at all. I don't want to ruin it for anybody. But whenever you have, um, and I'm a complete brain fart. Born in the USA. Who's saying that? Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. Whenever you have Bruce Springsteen make a make a title song, you know, like there's got gravity in that because Bruce is not he's not pop, mm-hmm. you know. And the Bruce Bruce did the uh, the title song for that film. Highly recommend it. Highly recommend. I will check it out. I trust your recommendations. I will check it out. I uh, you'll you'll thank me. You'll thank me because you'll see like acting. Like, I think he won the Oscar for that, or if he was he was nominated. I should look that up. We're supposed to be like experts in our area, and I don't know if he won. <laughs> <laughs> what What's the favorite thing you've acted in so far, and why? What's your favorite piece? The thing I am most proud of is the film that I also produced, Blessed. Um, it's so the plot of it is basically a woman who is being domestically abused is interrogated. And it's basically a conversation between this woman, who, who I play, and the um, detective, who's also a woman. And they kind of have this really beautiful conversation. And there's a lot of things being said without everything being said. Um, mm. And just kind of about her situation. And what I really loved about it is, besides the fact that, you know, it is just starring two women, it was written by a woman. Um, had a fantastic director, David Chai, who's incredible to work with. Um, but what I really loved about it is we kind of collectively made the choice that we did not want this to be a victim-based story. When handling material like this, it was really important to me that she didn't feel like a victim. She just felt like somebody who was dealt a bad hand that anybody could have been dealt with. And she was dealing with the best mm. that she could. And I think we really... You know, I think people would watch that film and possibly have mixed feelings about her. But at the end of the day, they would see her as a person. Um, and I think that was the most important thing rather than a cliche. Wow. How, how, how come I not seen this? It's not. It's, it's at the festival circuit. Um, so it's still still kind of doing some festivals and things like that. I can send it to you. Um, and then I can, I can see if it's in the sharing phase, um, that's so you can share it with some of the listeners, but, um, I'm not sure if it's in the sharing phase yet, if we're still. Okay. Well, I mean, you can share it with me. Yeah, I'll share it with you. I'm you paid can to watch keep it. secret. I'm paid to keep secret. Yeah. You, yeah. yeah. You just have to keep the um, secret. That's all. <laughs> okay. That's new. Yeah. It's new, right? The 2020. Yeah, well, newish. I'm looking at the IMDB right now. Yes. Janelle's, I'm on IMDb too, but I don't know how to edit it. I don't know how I got there. Oh, do you have, if you, <laughs> if you have an Amazon Prime account, you automatically get an IMDb Pro account. So you can edit and really? you wanted to clean up your IMDb. Oh, I got to clean. I, 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 like, it's not nice like yours. Yeah, I keep my, I keep my um, pretty updated. <laughs> that's wow. I'm learning. I'm learning from you. This is great. Blessed. Oh, I want to see that. Yeah, send I'll that to me. I didn't, it, it's literally what we've been talking about. You know, strong mm-hmm. female characters and and um yeah i mean it was yeah. it kind of did come about because you know me and the writer we were just in class together and we both had the same frustrations she's a little bit of an older woman so she has a different struggle with different types of stereotypes because that's a whole other conversation you know is just right. how women age out in hollywood and 
how also, you know, love interests are being cast so with such a wide age range, that type of thing. So we were having those conversations. And I think both of us were like, let's, we want to make something that actually really speaks to um, an important experience and can have an impact and kind of showcase these two women in a really dimensional light as much as possible. Oh, I can't wait to see it. I'm excited. I'm excited. For you I'm excited. It. This, this will, uh, this will inspire me. Good. And, uh, and the, you, you can make your own film, by the way, a really beautiful film these days for nothing. Cause it says the budget was estimated at $600. Yeah. It says that on the page. God bless you. $600. We were very I, uh, lucky I, that a lot of wonderful, brilliant people, um, worked, volunteered their time, let's say yeah that's how you do it that's how you do it but you know like sometimes we do things like obviously you want a career in it you want to we want to build it and, and to make it a career and we love to be paid for what we do it's great i like to be paid for what i do i'm sure you do too um but you know uh it's expression a lot of a lot of the things i do um i I, I, I don't want to say I do them for free. I get paid for my time, but a lot of like the thing we're going to work on is all free. It's, it's, it's important to express yourself. Mm -hmm. Every day is a gift. And if you don't express yourself, it's the day you lost being. And sometimes human. you make projects just for you, you know, like it's right. like, that was what blessed was. It was, it wasn't for the industry. It wasn't for money. It wasn't for fame or anything like that. It was just for me. It was because I wanted to do it because I believed Fantastic. in it. And I needed to do it on, on some extent. I think it really challenged me as an actor and a producer. And I'm really, really grateful for the experience. It's wonderful. I, I'm going to look at it and I'll, uh, I'll, I won't talk about it on the show, but I'll, I'll tell you what I think. Great. Um, but I think uh, I'm, I'm excited. How come you didn't tell me about this? I thought I did. Jeez. You probably did. I have the world's worst memory. Yeah, I definitely did. <laughs> <It's really laughs> like, we talked pretty often. I didn't remember. I'm sorry. I know. I know. You're it's coming so at me sad. like, how come you didn't tell me about this? I know. <laughs> and I'm just, I forget everything. It's really bad. You pro we probably did. I mean, I talk about this stuff with so many people, and it just like, and it, right. sometimes it bites me in the ass. To be fair, person will go. We filmed it like right before everything shut down pretty much like it like came out like right before everything shut down so like yes like last year was like a leap year like time was real so if i told you about it it yeah. might have slipped your mind because of that because it would have been right around that crazy time oh right so like yeah you probably i, I actually do remember you telling me something i was legit well i'm not just saying that. oh yeah of course oh, i remember yeah, like yeah. i do popped into my yeah, head yeah yeah well. yeah the thing the thing you were doing it was <laughs> awesome production was great i know yeah no, I, I vaguely remember, but then like the world went on fire for a year. Mm -hmm. It's like yep. we all had to make sure we didn't die. Yeah, and yeah. now we're people had other priorities than thinking about my short film I made. I get it; it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but now, but now we're coming back around. We're vaccinated. I mean, yep. everybody's had loss and gone through a lot of things, and but we move on. Um, and if anybody of you have lost anybody to COVID, and uh, um, I'm sorry, that's where the show started actually. And I lost my my uncle to COVID, oh, and I uh, know a lot of people. Thank you, thank you. And if you lost anybody or know anybody, I mean, it touched a lot of people's lives. But certainly, at the very least, the best case scenario is it made a bunch of people depressed because they were stuck at home for like a year. Mm -hmm. And now we can make stuff again. I don't know about New York, but Massachusetts is going to be wide open in a week. Like all restrictions are gone. 
Yeah, New York, I think, is a little bit slower, uh, but I we're getting there for sure. For sure. Like all restrict you might have to come to Boston to film it. Like all restrictions. If you're vaccinated, have at yeah. it. Yeah. Hundred percent. I'm 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 gonna party like it's nineteen ninety nine. That's what someone said we everyone, I think it's like the, the roaring twenties is, is back essentially. Like now we're in it. Oh my gosh. It's gonna be insane. I saw someone a post on Instagram from Only in Boston. It's called Only in Boston. He said it's gonna be Memorial Day weekend, it's gonna be like saint patty's day i should put in my boston accent for this like saint patty's day kid and like uh and july 4th and memorial day and everything all wrapped into one crazy Mm -hmm. crazy weekend that's i mean that's how it's gonna be i think the entire summer like the my i really do think that it's just gonna be everyone's just celebrating and they deserve to we all deserve to everyone should go crazy not like crazy crazy life is beautiful crazy yeah (laughs) Kind of, I'm gonna be fucking wild, but I'm not. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely, you, everyone deserves it. They should do that. I'm gonna, if you're not yes. living your life to the fullest at this point, after everything like we've collectively gone through and kind of had right? developed this attitude of like I'm alive and that's beautiful and I'm gonna do whatever I want, then what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? Get out there and celebrate. Yes. Um, all these businesses desperately need money because they took such a huge hit mm-hmm. and uh and life is just beautiful i was out in boston and like it was packed and people were out and they were picnicking and and uh you don't have to spend a lot of money you can still build a picnic and it was just beautiful and wonderful to see humanity back traffic is back i don't miss that part <laughs> um and i really love teleworking so i'm gonna i'm gonna miss that but um but it's just great it's great to be out there and and then We'll be able to make this film which is wonderful yes. probably this fall i'm hoping that i gotta write it and and um i'm committing to all of you right now all of you that it will at least have a second rewrite of the script done before the end of the summer a much, much more fleshed out co-written now by me and janelle so we can um we can have something meaty to then produce i'll co-sign on this I'll, I'll i'll keep you accountable if, if you want me to i will keep you accountable yeah i do i do i do because i mean i could be dead tomorrow and i don't i don't want to lose my chance to do drama mm-hmm. if, you, if you all aren't familiar with what i normally do um we do all kinds of things but primarily we serve governments and nonprofits doing like uh emergency preparedness and security like training because that is my professional background. I work for Homeland Security full time. Can I say that? I like I, I look over like I have a minder. Can I say that? <laughs> <laughs> Can I? I'm allowed to say there's a law that allows me to state it as a fact on my resume. So there's the fact. Um, and we could be making a coronavirus film there. I'm kind of excited. But that's what I do. So I'm serving the populace and serving the world and patriots and you know, war fighters and whatever war fighters. That's what they use to refer to the military. They're war fighters. Mm. I love that. Um, but it's also like uh, how many more emergency response active shooter things can I do before I start to, okay, this is a bit much. Um, I would do it because I like to serve and help people be protected, but I'm really looking forward to making another dramatic piece in a long time. Absolutely. No, I think, and I also gonna, think working on this will 
help every other area of the creative work you do. Like I'm a firm believer that when you're creatively fulfilled with like other things, every other area of your life is more positive and easy and loose and you're just happier. So your work is going to be better in, in all sorts of areas, even, you know, as you work on this as well. Well, tell me about how do you think being creative, especially if you are a creative, but for everybody helps enhance the rest of your life. Cause I love that. I love that concept. I think it's more important to be like creatively fulfilled, like to be working on something that you're excited about. That is that just, you can't, you know, that feeling when you're writing and it's just like pouring out of you and you're so excited about it. And it's a project that is really close to your heart. And then, you know, you walk mm. away from it and that feeling of just that fulfillment, I think that you carry with you that feeling of, you know, in some ways you can call it living your purpose. You can't help but to yes. not have that feeling and carry it throughout the rest of your day. And that's going to affect the people in your life in a positive way. The other work that you're doing, whether it's your day job or that type of thing. Like, I really, truly believe that it all comes together when you are, if you're a creative, you need to be creative. Like, that is the most important thing at the end of the day, because it's not just for you. It's for everyone else in your life, because you're going to be the best version of yourself. Damn, I really should have had you on the show early. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Dropping some shit. Awesome. Wow. I'm glad. Damn. Yeah. Right. I feel like so like stupid right now. I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I've been trying to say in 14 episodes. <laughs> you just come in like and just walk away and like flick your hair like, God, God I got this. Yeah. And you, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Summed it all up. You, you can cancel the just podcast. It all up. You don't need it anymore. Right. That's I'm done. <laughs> just go to cause and creation. This I'm this is done. I'm done. Um but the, uh, what, uh, you know, it's it's great that you said that because I literally got the word create tattooed on my arm in January. Oh my God. That's great. Uh, yeah. I, I, if you haven't seen it, I'll send you a picture. It's like, um, and it's got red, like a red, like it looks like a brush stroke, but it could also be like a cut, like underneath it. Oh wow! Kind of a brush stroke to remind me that the creation comes from within or mm -hmm. created. I mean, I have faith, so like we're created um like it's it's passion it's like blood like blood sweat and tears there's oh, a lot yeah. that goes into that and i look at it every day and as i put on my watch and it's like a reminder to make something and you're right not every day i do it but you're right you feel so much more fulfilled when you create something mm -hmm. and make something you add to the stream as steve jobs used to say put a dent in the universe like a little one oh, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. you know yeah. Absolutely. right it's, it's absolutely beautiful and he was driven for that and like living your purpose right so yes when you create things and you're feeling creatively juiced up with whatever you do um it really does rub off on everything else that you touch in life absolutely and and you feel truly inspired and when you're creating versus uh i think there's a sub level to that like um, I don't want to sound judgy because I, but I think that a lot of people, for instance, like Instagram models and, uh, I mean, you're a beautiful model too. So I'm not judging this, but you have a lot of depth, to you. but a lot of people, that's all they do is smile and, and put out the samey stuff mm -hmm. over and over and over again. Guys do it too, but I, it's not, it's like, just like, look at how awesome I am. Look, look, I traveled to a beautiful place today. And that's, and that's great, but I have a feeling that 
when you put the stories behind what you experienced and how it moved you and how it affected you and the cultures that you visited and you know and you wrap you make it a lifestyle story versus just like hey that's that's really you know adding to the stream of the world much better because then you're getting in touch with your true self and all those around you and you're creating connections and you're being really truly beautiful human that kind of creativity that kind of like spark really does rub off on people you know yeah. versus the just basic like oh i'm hot i mean we're hot i'm hot you're hot like <laughs> whoop you do who cares right like yeah we're but what do we have beneath that and, that's the big and thing you're gonna find your audience that way like i will i'll be transparent and say like my instagram used to be that it used to be very aspirational content because i was like oh that's easy likes you know i'm also a swimwear model if i put up a few of those pictures i'll get followers i'll get that and then i would have these followers that i did not want <laughs> they weren't invested in me they weren't invested in anything i was mm. doing and then i recently made this shift to actually sharing you know my heart and my soul and a lot of my writing and i, I do a lot of um talking about yep. motivation and positive thinking and just things that i was like i don't know if anyone's going to be actually interested in this but i kind of especially i think during the pandemic i was like really just doing a lot of introspective thinking and i just really wanted to share it um and ever since i've done that i get just the best messages. I have the best people reaching out to me, the nicest comments, right? people that genuinely are interested in me because of me, because of my authentic self, not because of this persona or anything like that. So I think that's how you find your true audience also is having that authenticity to just show up as yourself. And it's scary, 100%, but it's worth it because you're going to find your people that way. Yes. You know, I set up that whole line of talk that to get you to talk about how you changed you do realize that right sure like, of course i got <laughs> i'm so clever uh, <laughs> you're one step oh ahead God. of me the whole time With one step ahead the whole time trying to outsmart a bond girl <laughs> <laughs> um i just that's where i like shift, shift to the left and the right and smile like yeah i planned all that <laughs> but i have seen your growth like in your instagram but it's been a massive actual shift where um you're connecting you know who you are and your experiences to what you what you look like you're like look this is me and yes i'm fabulous because i'm a bond girl and i'm fabulous and, but what inside this is what makes me fabulous and i i have these things that i struggle with and i and, and i see these things a certain way and i want to help people in a certain way and like it's like when you add when you inha inhabit a character and you give you you like give that character like uh gravity like we talked about earlier it's like to, to people online when they just look at a picture they they don't you're like a character as well they don't know you mm -hmm. and and now you're giving them gravity by being vulnerable i mean that's that is the most attractive thing being vulnerable mm -hmm. with people i think and being authentic and being open as you also take care of yourself and look fabulous i mean because it's really you're doing it for you you know you're taking care of the vessel and then you connect the dots that's like right you find your people you find the people that really truly want to move forward with their lives and make a difference in some way and they're not um ostentatious about it uh i look at elon musk i mean he's elon musk right mm -hmm. but he 
he's funny. He's he's a wild man. Uh, he also has Asperger's, by the way. He just admitted that on Saturday Night oh, Live. He admitted, and my son has Asperger's, and he was blown up because he loves Elon Musk. He goes, oh my gosh! Like oh, he was all excited. Like I go, you can be something big like that too. And Elon, um, he admitted that when he put the money into Tesla, it was a far-reaching idea. They had maybe a ten percent chance of success, and he put every last dime he had everything like he was bumming rent off of people to try to make this work like and he put his money where his mouth was and he dove in and he was willing to fail and get and, and really really try to change the world and, and and get us off of fossil fuels that was just like you know for cars that was his big mm-hmm. thing like that's big thinking and that's big risk and that's being like really and he talks about it he's very authentic about it. he's very honest about it like that's that's kind of that's successful people um and, and when when you're really honest about it you're honest about failure and you're honest about the things that uh that you may not think are perfect about yourself and you face them head on like you face them like like a, like a boxer you know like come on man i want to be better that's what we want to do uh that's i mean that's that's that is what a strong human being is that's what a strong woman is we remove or we connect rather we celebrate the whole human being absolutely and that i think and please like tell me i'm full of shit if i'm wrong or something but i think like that's what a strong female character is is a fully fleshed out human being who is not afraid to connect the dots between like what they look like or how they appear and and the tremendous value they offer as a woman because i think women run the world you know didn't beyonce saying that yes <laughs> girls run the world i mean why is beyonce the queen queen because she's right i mean what what all you men out there and i don't think they listen to this show thank god but if, if if you're an asshole right and you think like you're like on top of the mountain because a man who built the mountain like we built the roads and like like what about your mom what if you didn't have your mom yeah what like nurturing you and taking care of you and holding you when you were sick that night when you you know you 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 drank too much or you ate bad sushi or whatever like your mom made you she provided you with she nurtured you and made you everything you are uh your greatest school teachers tend to they tend to be female not always but i had wonderful female role models in my life wonderful they were nurturing they were sweet and they were strong, like strong. My mom should be up the whole planet to fight for somebody mm-hmm. who can't fight for themselves. You know, like what, what, what is a woman and why, and this kind of comes to the beginning of the show, like why does a lot of art, a lot of film, a lot of short films and YouTube shit and Instagram kind of play to this trope of pretty, like when there's so much women have so much to offer the world. I think, um, it's like it's sorry. I wasn't sure if you were asking. asking. Oh, I am. I am. <laughs> like, let's. Well, how do we change this? Because I'm kind of. Because it's like okay. Like you asked, like why? And I think it's one of those things where one. I think it's just laziness. Like it's an easy thing. It's an easy pull. It's just just the same as having like a, maybe a lot of gore and or action in a movie. You know, it's just yeah, an yeah, easy yeah, yeah. easy way out. But I also do think a lot of it is. I think it's, I lost a train of thought here. Sorry. 
Um, and I, I threw your hardball. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, so I'm just going to go to an example that I had recently of a, of a project I turned down. I'm not going to go into details. I don't think I can. Sure. But essentially, you know, it was a comedy project. I love comedy. I love dark comedy. Um, like you're very good at it, by the way. You're thank very, you. You got good comedic timing. Thank yeah. you. I, I enjoy it so much. I have so much fun. Um, and I think one of the reasons what, why I enjoy comedy and why I'm good at it is because I always, I never judge a character. I think everyone, we're all capable of a million things in a million different circumstances, and there's no reason to judge your character for any decisions that she's made. Um, right. I like that. You don't judge your character. Especially, yeah. And especially in comedy, I think, because there's a lot of like strange things that can happen in a comedic world. Um, but I had, yeah, I booked this job in a comedy project and they hadn't, she, I hadn't seen the script yet. They sent me the script and it was just a lot of the, I'm trying to make sure I skirt around this. I don't give too much away as soon as I don't want to get in trouble. But it was very much the cliche of, you know, the one girl kind of being the slut and really promiscuous and then the other girl, you know, not getting laid and being a little bit of a prude. And then they were also making fun of like heavier women. Like it just had all these like really, really bad cliches. And it's something that has just been done before. It's been done over and over again. We've explored those jokes. We're better than that. Like, in my opinion, I think collectively as a society, we're better than that. We can find smarter jokes. We can find different things to explore. There's a million different hilarious things to explore in the dynamic between female friendships to dating to the other things that this film was trying to explore. You don't need to do that anymore. You just don't. It's just, it's just lazy at the end of the day. Stop being lazy. Stop being lazy. And just so thank you for fine. So the kind of, I guess, if solution to it is if it's been done before, find a better way to do it. Find a better way. Oh, that's the title of the show. Oh. Find, find a it. better way. Uh, portraying uh, women, um, women in film. Well, I'm just gonna say find a better way. I like that. I'll, play, I'll figure out the timeline. Oh, I love that. I like that too. Find a week. I wrote, I wrote in the notes, we can be better, smarter in the scripts that we write, the stories that we portray, mm-hmm. uh, that to make them, um, them uh, not lazy. You know? Absolutely. That's, yeah, especially in comedy, especially in comedy. That's my biggest frustration, because I do love, love doing comedy, but it's just hard to see it done well recently, which is really frustrating. But I mean, I love, like, I love dark comedy. I think that's been the best place to kind of find really smart comedy is like, I love like Barry and like um, search party. Like some of the HBO comedies are really, really mm. fun. That, the, the, the one I really, this is an older, older one. Um, Portlandia. Oh yeah. I remember Portlandia. Oh, oh my God. Done really well. Yeah. Uh, it's so fun. And it's like, it, it's, there's a lot, of, there's a lot to it, you know, talking about Portland, uh, Oregon and 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 that whole like to make a plane in boston is like this is earthy crunchy kind of movement and everything and it's very funny because there's a lot that they don't say you know mm-hmm. there's a lot that they don't say so it's very like good comedy i think is really is really rich and is really deep and there's a lot of layers and nuances absolutely to it and that's why it's funny because you can kind of relate to it and you can even tell stories with it and you can 
but that's a whole other episode. Comedy is a whole other episode. I have to get a good co- you know, comedian. I'll get someone like really big on the show too. Yeah. Cause there's some big ones like Lenny Clark from Boston. Like I, well, all we have to do is ask and get them on. Yeah. Like, what makes good comedy? You know? Absolutely. No, that's a great um, but, conversation. But I like what you say. This really sums it up. Well, find a better way, find a better way. So, uh, if we had to provide guidance to our dear listeners about how to, I mean, in this particular episode, we're talking about creativity. We're talking about storytelling and we happen to make films and do podcasts, but you also might be a photographer or photographer or a radio personality or whatever you do creating, like, how do we find a better way to represent women more honestly and authentically and still make entertaining and a fulfilling art? Um, I think we answered it all on the show, but I got, you know, don't be lazy. Don't just go for the baseline, the basic analytic need, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, she's hot. Oh, that's funny. We'll make fun of people. Oh, like, you know, she's a femme fatale, you know, all this Hollywood crap, you know, like, and they'll, they'll, they'll we're going to get a counter argument. Like it's, it's entertainment. What's wrong with you people? Look at you, you indie people. It's entertaining. It's fun. People think these things. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not, I don't think you're saying either that we don't address the entertainment portion. We don't make the characters fun. We don't, we're not saying like, like you should never wear a bathing suit again or like, yeah, but it's, <laughs> like it's, add more. Yeah. It's like, if you want to make like, and you know, if you like this movie, I'm sorry. But if like, if you want to make like something like Sharknado, like go make Sharknado, but you're not setting out to make it good. Like you're setting out to make it entertaining. To me, like that's what you're, what's happening with female characters is like, you're just making, you're just adding an element of just lazy, easy writing that is making your film or whatever project you're working on lazy and not as good as it can be. Like I always, I, and I think that's one thing I really respect about, you know, us collaborating on the script is that I, I like to come on and make a project better in any sort of way that I can, whether it's through my acting, whether it's through work ethic or whatever, or whether it's through looking at a script from a lens and being like, how can this be better? And that's what, you know, elevating female characters will do. Yes. I, every film doesn't have to be Sharknado. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, Sharknado. So, sorry, Sharknado. Listen, I, I love mean, bad movies. I probably love bad movies more than I yeah. love good movies. Like any movie with The Rock, like to just get drunk and watch that, like yes. is a great time. I'm doing tonight. Monday night, should I get drunk? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> um, but uh, every, every film doesn't have to be Sharknado. But there's value. There's, there's value. I'm not saying all you people that worked on that film are just a bunch of losers. Um, there's value in it. But I think what we're saying, I want to very clarify, is you can talk to both sides of the coin. You can have a character. I mean, our piece is going to start off. It's going to be like, oh, you know, there's, there's sex involved and these people are doing their thing. Like, but you, you want to go to the other side. You want to like build up the reason. This is all, all, this is the reason I do everything. Like, what is the motivation? What is the higher thought process that goes into why human being animals act the way they do and how can they love each other better? Right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a higher thinking, a higher thought process. We were put on this earth and given the gift of a higher being a higher process, a higher, we're at the top of the food chain. Must we act like we're not? 
you know, mm. in what we do, how we act, how we treat people with all the hate and all the, the racism and all the, the, the stereotypical, you know, sexism and all this like real baseline behavior. But on the, on the flip side, we also recognize that we are animals, right? People like to party. They like to fuck. They like to spend a lot of money. They like to, you know, bungee jump off of bridges and do crazy things. So I think great artists meld the two together. They take the higher thought process of what it means to be a beautiful human being and have all this extra science and art and discovery and all, you know, and thought and the Illuminati, if you will, have all that. And you merge it together with the basal human humanity and, and animalism, really, of what it means to be a homo sapien. And you merge it together mm -hmm. so that you can be a better being in the totality. And then that that's, I think, and I think you probably agree, that's what makes a great story, a great character, a great hero or a tragic hero. Like, we're flawed human beings that have this kind of free will um fight we always have this free will battle like what are we going to do are we going to act like an animal are we going to act like a like a higher thinking person and women in film tend to there's a tendency still to this day especially in the united states to kind of go one-dimensional and make it an appeal to sex appeal and 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 appeal to like the you know the dominant male culture of the past 200 years um, to, to appeal to people's animal animalisticness and that's it. Mm -hmm. We want to, uh, we want to bring it up. We want to find a better way. We want to elevate humans to the level that which they have the ability to function at. Absolutely. You know, and still get drunk and look good doing it. <laughs> Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with getting drunk <laughs> and looking good, please. <laughs> yeah. Work it. <laughs> <laughs> And a Bond girl, so, I mean, she's, a, you, you, you like to say like your, um, your brand is like a Bond girl, like your, mm -hmm. your thing, right? What does that mean to you? Like, what's a Bond girl? So I, I, I like the idea of a Bond girl because I feel like it very much kind of encompasses this idea of this very strong, badass, kind of glamorous. Like I, I really love fashions and that my tendency is to go for things that are, kind of in the bong girl realm, like cocktail dresses, that type of thing. But then at the same time, they're, especially my favorite bong girl is Vesper from Casino Royale. Um, mm -hmm. They're often very, a lot more intelligent that meets the eye, um, or there's a lot more to them that meets the eye as well. And I think they're that duality I really, really enjoy. And I feel relates to me a lot of the times, um, especially when I first started in this industry, I think, that was one of the biggest struggles was like the industry seeing me one way, but then I would have my mouth that I just wouldn't have that like complete ditzy blonde personality that they would expect, mm -hmm. expect from me. So it just felt more natural to kind of go towards something a little bit darker, like a bond girl or my other tagline is dollfish with the dark side, because it's like, I might ah, yes. you know, I have a certain appearance and a certain way that I present myself. But once you get to know me, there's a lot more that meets the eye. I love that. I love that. That's how we all want you to live, by the way. Mm -hmm. All of you. Mysterious little vixens, all of you. The whole audience. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
And if you don't like strut it, you know, just go to the mirror and just go, mm, come on. Um, I love that. That's That's really, really great. I, this is a great episode. I'm kind of excited. My last note is, wow, there's a lot in here. Just shut up and listen. Because <laughs> uh, I don't I haven't heard a lot of shows that kind of tie it all together about what it means to be human and what it means to be a Bond girl. Like you're brilliant and you can take everybody down and you still look great doing it. You know? um, you're a mystery. You know, you're you're um, you're not what you seem to be. Mm-hmm. That's what good spies are, by the way. Exactly. I'm a good okay. spy. Exactly. Good spy. That's the next thing we're going to do, by the way, is a spy thriller. <gasps> oh, I'm very excited oh, about yes. that. <laughs> yes. We'll be a short one. So it's like doable, but you would do a really, really good spy. We should recruit you anyway, just to be an actual spy. Oh, absolutely. But um, you would do really good at that. Really, really good. I would have so um, much fun. I love, like, I'm obsessed yeah. with, like, con artists and spies and like any sort of like Me too. Art, art heists like i i listen to podcasts on the, those types of things all the time i'm so like in another life i really think i was a spy or a con artist <laughs> because i'm just <laughs> we'll, so go with spy. we'll go with con <laughs> uh if you ever in dc visit the spy museum it's amazing oh, the international yeah. spy museum oh it's so good it's so so good there's also one in and, new york uh, called spyscape um, that I went to. Oh, that I have very, to go. Very fun. I, I I love that. I love that stuff. Um, the show Homeland. Have you ever seen Homeland? I they haven't have seen it, but I know it, but... Um, it's act. It's kind of accurate. It's just done Hollywood style. But I mean, it's people to, to keep our country safe. People have to do some nasty shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and what was another one? Um, the Spy Museum. Uh. My brain isn't working. I need to go make a salad. Um, but we're going to have you on the show again to talk about as, as we move forward in our creative journey. Absolutely. If people want to find you, and this has been wonderful, but like they got to go. They're looking at me right now like they're kind of closed the door. They're like, we love you, but last call. I get it. Okay. I got it. I got it. I get Sorry. It. We'll take our shot. We'll just we'll sit leave. here and talk. We'll take our shot. And we're out. I'm sorry. But if we want to find you and connect with you on Instagram or whatever you use, how do people find you? Yeah, I am Janelle Megan. Um, that's M-E-G-H-A-N on everything. Um, Instagram, Twitter, and IMBD. You can also check me out on um, Amazon Prime in Eclipse and Into the Outbreak. Wow, you have that nailed. <laughs> that's, gr- that's great. And of course, Cause and Creation, which is on your friendly neighborhood uh, podcast. Yes, yeah, Cause and Creation, yeah, Spotify, iTunes, everywhere that there are podcasts. Yes, and of course, this show, and you can find us at Anticipate underscore Media. Um, uh, everything else is locked down, so I'm like, I've been on Twitter forever. Uh, at one point, I had like, like eighty or hundred thousand followers, and then I just I dumped the account years oh ago. My God. I did I, someone try to like similar actually I had a really like I had account for years and I had almost like oh god like 9k or something on it and then I was like I'm just gonna get a new one all really easy to build up these followers I it's not easy <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy no it's almost like we need TikTok now uh, I, but I'm not I can't I can't do TikTok I can't I, I, I like TikTok I feel like you could get into TikTok because there's a lot of really amazing like filmmaking stuff on there is it really, really yeah. legit? It's not just dancing. Oh, definitely. I mean, I can dance, yeah. but 
The thing with the TikTok yeah. is you have to use it for a little while and then it'll get the algorithm and then your entire page will be whatever you like. It won't just be dancing. Okay. All right. All right. I should try it. Someone uh, years ago, I was like, get on before it became big. You should get on TikTok. They were Chinese and they'll like, get on this going to be the next big thing. And I was like, this is for why? And now it's like, oh, okay. Yes, film. Okay. We could do a TikTok series. It's so yeah, possible. no, I definitely listen. I'll teach you some TikTok. <laughs> teach me some tiktok all right so i don't have to dance then because i'm really bad dancing. No, it's horrible dancing. i don't dance horrible either i no, i just make okay. a bunch of videos <laughs> you do oh by the way if you need a wardrobe designer <laughs> legit janelle is your person because wow your fashion sense is tip fucking top thank you very much yeah that's really good it's really so new york i love it it's really good You'll also do the costuming on this thing. You'll just, well, it's easy. Just wear what you want. The character should wear. <laughs> I know. I think that's what something you messaged. You were like, that, yep, that's a good costume for the, for the yeah. film. Like, okay, great. Yeah, that, I'm done. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Well, that's, you're really good at it. You really you have a very good fashion. I'm very attuned to fashion. I like to say, like, you know, inside, I'm a little, I'm, I'm slightly gay. I just, I, cause I can appreciate, I have a woman inside me, I should say. I can appreciate good fashion. I know it looks good on There's people. There's nothing wrong with appreciating fashion. And uh, it's fun. Right? To me, it's another aspect of just being a character and, you know, being a spy. It is fun. Up. Like, you know, you get to I, I should be do a different person. Myself. I, don't, I want to be a different person. I'm going to be a different person tonight. Yeah. I'm try that. I can't talk about that on the show, but I'm going to be a different person. <laughs> do it. Dress up. Uh, anticipate <laughs> underscore media. Um, please uh, contact us with any feedback. Give us a five-star rating. Give Janelle and, and, and Megan's show a five-star rating as well. Don't short them and don't short us because we'll find you. Work for the government. And we will be back in a couple of weeks. We have um, Josh Jameson, an incredible photographer. He's going to be on the show. He's a food photographer, but he's done so much more. And we're going to talk about uh, really finding the beauty in the unseen through the lens. That's coming up soon and we're also gonna have an episode about science and scientific theory and and how we can discover new things through data instead of just you know making shit up like the press likes to do a lot so we get that coming up and we'll have you on the show again as well excellent no this was amazing thank you so much for having me